Welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we just watched a movie. Whew. Was that a movie? It was a series of images played to simulate motion. Uh, we just watched Suicide Squad. This is the 26th episode of Headcanon. And uh, I think I think it's fair to say we've now watched the worst major Hollywood motion picture ever made. Bright, loud garbage set to a mixtape put that together they by stole an idiot. from Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. I not even hyperbole. This movie is fucking terrible. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It fails on every level. And I was saying right after the movie, I have watched movies that unfortunately have featured graphic on screen rape. And they did not feel as offensive to women as this movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's get uh, get into it. Written and directed by David Ayer. Uh, released on the 5th of August, 2016. Do you have any sort of opening statement? Fuck you, David Ayer. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, man. It's like, it's like you looked at the press for the previous DC movies and you were like, I don't think Zack Snyder's the worst bag of dirt making movies for dc he's like i can beat that <laughs> i can really beat that oh shit that's what i've got okay yeah like i said worst major hollywood motion picture of all time it fails on every level the editing is just amateurish i mean it's embarrassing uh bad acting by many involved the cinematography is just terrible i mean it's slow it's so bad it's i can't believe that like they paid professionals money to make this movie um non-existent story the plotting is completely incoherent like we were all dumber for this movie existing mm-hmm. they should probably not allow david Ayer to make movies anymore and no, i think he, he has some real issues with women yeah like, yeah there's so much issues. like casual misogyny in this movie that's basically just played for entertainment value it's it's kind of like, haha, they're all bad guys, so they can be misogynistic and it's okay. There's gonna be lots of spoilers here. Lots of spoilers. But is it really possible to spoil a movie this bad? I don't know. It's like looking at a trash can and saying I'm gonna spoil that for you um after I light it on fire. But like Adam Beach, first of all, I wanna I wanna start with that character. Uh it's unfortunate that the Native American character has two scenes, is murdered immediately. Uh, it's unfortunate that that well, they his, didn't even set it up right. Like it well, just, his superpower is he can climb anything. He can fucking climb anything. But his introduction, like forty five minutes into the movie, is by punching a woman in the face because she taunts him, and then saying she's got a mouth. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else basically applauds him, like, "Yeah, you go misogyny, vote Trump." I, I really feel bad for like Will Smith and Margot Robbie, some of the other actors in this movie. Like they deserve better in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was like I mean, I, and you know, like none of these people had seen a script before they signed on. You know, like this is one of those movies where like the classic Warner Brothers style, they throw money in a lot of actors, and they're like, okay, let's get the script together now. I'm almost positive D- David Ayer wrote this role thinking he was going to get Denzel Washington to play Deadshot. Hmm. Um, God, this was trash. That certainly wouldn't make it any better. No, this was trash. Oh, and Jared Leto. God damn. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll get to him. Whoever tweeted that the worst thing Jared Leto in character as a Joker could send a person is Suicide Squad. (laughs) That is the best review of this movie ever. No, the worst thing would be if you have to go see the movie. Or what was it? Uh, He has to send two tickets. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Uh, top three moments. Uh, when it was over? Yeah, that's. I, it, this movie felt like it was five hours long. and it was, it was only like two hours, but it felt so long. When I got to crawl away from the wreckage of this movie, that was the top moment for me. I really couldn't point to anything in this movie and be like, yeah, that was kind of fun. Like, no, there's literally nothing there. The unintentional comedy. Like, did uh, Joel Kinnaman think he was in a comedy? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm guessing some of that is like reshoots and bad editing the way he like he'd had these lines that just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like just like like wedged in to a scene where he didn't say that originally. Yeah, it was terrible. You can't blame for Tom Hardy from running away from that that role in this movie as fast as he possibly could. No. Shit. All right. So complaints, everything, obviously. Let's just get into it. Yeah, literally everything. Oh, God. You know what? Maybe it's just because it's the most recent, but the the visuals from the final fight, Mm -hmm. like the final showdown, it takes place in, uh, was that like a city square, I guess, or something? Somewhere. they're inside. They're like in a uh, like a courthouse, like a big city building. You Somewhere know. where it's, it could probably is a warehouse, um, and there's smoke everywhere, so you can't really see anything. Like literally, the whole screen is just kind of like hazy gray, smoky. Like shot through a shower curtain. You see occasional. Oh, poor shower. Uh, you see <laughs> occasional. I wouldn't see this movie. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this movie killed Go Sarah ahead, Harvey. Take my hands. I'll never watch that movie. <laughs> this is what killed Sarah. Not A, this movie. Um, you couldn't see anything except like these vague, like blurry silhouettes through the smoke. Uh, and it, it kind of made me think like, did they shoot this all with body doubles later? You know, like, yeah. like they didn't have the shots they needed. So they went back later with some body doubles and like well, film some stunt people doing stuff in the costumes and then like would cut into a close up occasionally. This is right after the villain of the movie does a menacing <laughs> walk like an Egyptian dance. Ooh, man. So there, there is like a, uh, uh, a shitty CGI vortex with like a, a ring of trash orbiting it. That is like a, a metaphor for this entire movie and its creative When process. she started dancing and like full on hamming it up, I kind of just oh. wanted to crawl under my seat. It was just like I, I felt – really bad for her and, and I'm sorry are you referring to the character Dr. June Moon <laughs> Dr. 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 June Moon is like Julia. she's a she's what's she she's an archaeologist and it's like we know that because like cut to her in a jungle with a machete hacking away because that's what archaeologists do like by herself oh, <laughs> like where's her team I don't know no, she's just like a lone archaeologist who hacks through the Amazon or something oh shit that this is so bad but yeah, that this, final fight, it's such it, it just visual shit. Yeah. It's just like smoke and blurry silhouettes. I'm not exaggerating. That is literally what you're seeing for the entire final fight. This movie makes Big Trouble in Little China look like Ingmar Bergman. This, oh, absolutely. This, this is such what are, you, are you dissing Big Trouble in Little China? No, no. It's just like that's a fun B movie. And I feel like this is like a big budget like shit. I mean, the way I would describe this movie and the way that I would review it is I want to go back to like one of my favorite episodes of South Park when they realize that they can put food in their butt and mm-hmm. shit out their mouth because that's the whole process of trying to review this this nonsense. See, oh. I, I think what happened probably is that before every take, David Ayer would stick his finger up his butthole 
mm-hmm. and get a little shit on it and then smear it across the lens because that's what everything looks like in this movie. Like there's a thin layer of shit smear oh, no. it on the lens of the camera so you let can me, barely see anything. Let me take it one step further. Jai fucking Courtney is like, oh, I'm sorry, David Ayer. I don't understand my motivation in this scene. And then David Ayer just puts that shitty finger like right under his nose and then maybe in his ear. And he's like, that's your motivation. I mean, when Jai Courtney's not the worst thing in your movie, just ponder that. That's how bad this movie is. Do you, do you remember the bullshit when like like Deadshot intentionally misses the shot on Harley Quinn and then yes. Captain Boomerang's like, you're going to save her, mate. <laughs> it's like... Like where are these motivations and line coming lines coming from? Like nothing makes any sense in this movie. Like no. they have so many chances where they could just kill everyone and get away, but they don't for no real reason. Well, they really the, like the filmmakers really thought this was like a, a a noble war movie. Like this is like the dirty fucking dozen or something. Oh well, yeah, why does this movie keep trying to convince us that all these villains are actually good guys? Mm. Like suddenly in Act Three, they're like, "Hey, feel bad for El Diablo." Sure, he murdered his wife and family, but maybe it was an accident or something. I would. We I don't would, know, but feel bad for him. I could not disagree with Jay Hernandez more when he says this character is an exception to to every stereotype. Oh, he's a complete. Oh, come on, it's the uh, the only Latin guy in the movie. He's fiery and angry. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, and he's oh, this this p- pathetic gangster. Mm-hmm. Parody. It's like walking stereotype, yeah. Yeah. But feel bad for him because he murdered his wife and kids and feels bad about it now. Or something. Like took a took a vow of nonviolence. Also, I And everyone's just like even Harley Quinn is like, oh yeah, don't buy it. I've always hated Ike Barinholtz. That guy is straight up creepy looking. Who's that? He's the fucking guard. Um not uh, Hoyt, but the other guy. Yeah, not Hoyt. Hoyt's uh, the, other the guy. Joker's like like buddy. Yeah, or, yeah his, his number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but goddamn, like this movie is obsessed with telling Harley Quinn that she's hot but crazy. Mm-hmm. Every fucking character at one point tells her she's hot but crazy. They probably have a deleted scene of Katana telling her that she's hot but crazy in Japanese. <laughs> As if they would give Katana lines, be yeah. realistic. She gets two fucking lines. And, and they're like, both about her sword. Yeah, they're about her goddamn sword, which is like. Well, she just like shows up. The phallic metaphor of her husband. Yeah, there's like three major members of the team that show up like 45 minutes in. Well, the dumbest thing is that it's so incredibly half-assed. Like it starts the movie with uh, like, oh, here's what Deadshot and Harley Quinn are doing in in their like, you know, high security prison for Mm -hmm. no real reason. Because we're going to be introduced to them again, literally like five minutes later. And it's like character introductions where they're, you know, putting the name on screen with like their stats, you know, it's kind of going for that kind of, you know, I mean, there, there's a vibe there that they're trying for mm-hmm. of like kind of a goofy postmodern, you know, like humorous setup or, you know, but they, they only do it for like a couple of the characters, not all of them. Well, they're, they're, they're not funny jokes if you if you actually read it no no they're not they're not particularly funny or amusing and they're not they're all in different styles which i don't think really works too no because like the the captain boomerang one is just like he loves golf he has a whatever handicap it's like i think that was rick flag but yeah was it rick flag Mm -hmm. i'm sorry did you mean the finest special forces soldier that america has ever produced okay so this guy is like america literally captain america but 
Amanda Waller, like, she needs leverage over this guy. So she, like, puts him together with the Enchantress so, so they'll fall in love. That way he'll do whatever she says. It's like, he's a soldier. He was already going to do what she said. Yeah. I don't know why he needed more leverage on him. Yeah. Well, and it's so weak because we just cut to him and Kara uh, uh, Delvinge, like, uh, making out. And she's just like, voiceover, I put them together and look what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look how manipulative I am. Um, Man, Vera Davis, like. Oh, I feel bad for her. I, this would be one of those things where the actor could take their movie. Like, if she could just be like, could I just be credited as Alan Smithy? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to her later. But, um. The, they're trying to do that setup. Like each character gets a title card and like a humorous intro that's not actually funny at all. Mm. But they don't do it for all the characters. Like Katana is left out. Uh, Slipknot is left out. And the whole thing is like Slipknot dies immediately. He's like the guy who dies immediately to let you know that like the bombs work basically. But like my power to, is to die immediately. To properly set that joke up, you need to give him his own intro and title card and backstory. So he doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Like like that's how you do it. You you set him up the same as everyone else so that it's like, oh, oh haha, that's funny. He died. His title card would have just said, this is Slipknot. He's named after a character who eventually inspired a shitty band. Also he punches women in the face. <laughs> he can climb anything. Climb anything. It has like three lines of dialogue. Well, and like even the way they killed him, like maybe that was just for the PG thirteen rating or something. But it like it's so poorly displayed, just as like pure filmmaking. Like it's like I guess his head exploded, but you see it from all these weird angles, and it, oh, it was just bad filmmaking. It was like terrible, terrible, terrible filmmaking. As we were walking out, there was a child by himself waiting to go in this movie. There had been a parent there. I would have been like, "You're a bad parent. Yeah. You shouldn't let your child see this shit." Also, I would have rather seen like a two-hour and forty-five-minute cut of that John Snow, William Blake car <laughs> commercial beforehand than have watched a single frame of this movie. I feel like I'd want to point out you're a bad parent for letting your kid watch this movie, not because of any violence per se, but just because it's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what the fuck about this trailer made you think, "Oh, my child needs to see this"? Seriously, though. God damn. Well, in, in DC movies like Warner Brothers, you are still in the infancy of building your universe. You have not properly established your characters, your world, your viewpoint. As every review that's reputable has told you, <laughs> you are not yet creating the the awe and the majesty of these heroes. I mean, the, the fucking tagline for the first Superman movie was, you will believe a man can fly, which was – that was the first thing. Like putting shitty fucking street level villains in a movie with their murky sense of heroics. Oh, but you got Batman for two seconds. Oh, God. He somehow manages to be even worse. Ugh. I don't know if he's worse. I don't know if he's – I mean like he's number 45 on the list of, of the most worst things in this movie. I mean, I mean like worse Jared, than worse than uh, Batman v Superman. I, well, I mean, guess. like if you if you want me to like do like a, a reverse power ranking, like all of the worst elements of this movie, Jared Leto takes up slots one through twenty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, he's bad. Um, at one point, did you catch the dialogue early? I think it's uh, fucking David Harbor, Stranger Things, bro. He's like a government guy, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how like we have. Uh, you know, contingencies for everything, anthrax in your mail, fluoride in your water. And I was just like, wait a minute, those aren't the same thing. Like, who wrote this? Like, oh, what no, he, level What level of fucking intellect wrote that line? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, because he, fluoride in your water is normal. Anthrax in your mail is not. 
Well, he says, yeah, like uh, nuclear bombs in South Korea or something, anthrax in your mail, fluoride in your water. And it's like, what? Yeah, well, what? what? Well, why wasn't David Harbour Rick Flagg? Why is the character still called Rick Flagg? Never mind. Why wasn't he Rick Flagg? Why was Joel Kinnaman Rick Flagg? The guy's horrible. Joel Kinnaman's accent was all over the place. Yeah, it is. It like, is like what was it? Was it New Yorkish for a while? Or It wasn't as New Yorkish as Harley Quinn's. Shit. Harley but Quinn's like, was sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but like Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flagg, it is like the worst parody of what foreigners must think an American accent sounds like. Like, is he back in Sweden? Like, I will do my American accent. Hey, guys, I love that crazy witch. They didn't do any sort of good job of explaining why Suicide Squad needs to exist. Because Rick Flagg is like Mr. Like special Forces Tier 1 operator. He's got all these like Special Forces dudes. Like, are you telling me that like a crazy girl with a baseball bat somehow brings something to the table? Yeah. That these like trained soldiers oh, don't. Well, to be fair, or a guy with some boomerangs. In, in the movie's defense, I don't know if you caught this the twenty five times it was mentioned, but she's mm-hmm. also a hot but crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, are are you sure you couldn't just use a regular old platoon of special forces to do this mission? I don't know if they're all made up of guys like Scott Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't. Oh, and then of course they uh, they cause their own problems. Like the only reason the Suicide Squad has anything to do is because the Suicide Squad exists. Yeah. I don't know why Amanda Waller has a job. She's terrible at her job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know and why Batman would ever like like partner with her. Like she like how does she keep her job? It's I like you your stupid plan destroyed a whole city and like a like a battle cruiser and you know all, all this other shit. I don't shit. know if you notice this too, but Batman has a pill addiction and he can only get an erection by crippling a criminal. So mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he part. Well, how's Batman like? You're under my protection now. How? How? He's Batman. How does he protect you from you know an oversight committee? Well, maybe because his his real superpowers. He's a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) He's like all like run some attack ads against the senators who want you punished. Like, what what is he gonna do? He's like, don't worry. Give me 24 months. I'm running for president. (laughs) At one point, Amanda Waller just like shoots like her whole staff because they weren't cleared for this, even though they've been running the Suicide Squad the whole time. Like, what weren't they cleared for? Like, that's it's completely insane. It's supposed to make you think like, wow, she'll you know she she'll do anything to get results, but it, it just plays completely false. It's like why why would we ever? I, I don't get the point of her character. I guess. What I mean, what is like there's no layer at all where it's like, oh, she's actually like working for the good guys. It's like, no, she's just like an idiotic psycho who should be stopped. Well, there should be a cap in any script on how many, you know, because your usual tropes, your five man band, all that stuff. Yeah. There should be a cap on the number of sociopaths you put in there to get interesting drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, one of the producers of this movie is like a top Trump fundraiser. Zack Snyder? No, no. Sadly, no. no. It makes me hate this movie even more. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I would love for Trump to come out and say this is his favorite movie. Well, like, why do they 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 start, like, they're not even, like, done recruiting Task Force X yet when they're, like, deploy them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you've got the green light. It's like, you guys haven't even got them all together yet. You just went and talked to a couple of them. Like, well, the it seems first- like they were kind of, like, rushing it there. The first meeting where she she pitches 
Task Force X, which would have still to me been a better title from the movie, mm-hmm. pitches Task Force X and gets approval, was fine. Then she immediately has to have another meeting where she pitches Task Force X. Again, like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, first she pitches it to some guys and then they go and pitch it to like some general. Oh, God, it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah she sure ate that steak, though. Yeah. Yeah, you just you can just feel David Ayer's fingerprints be like, yeah, you're just gonna chow into that steak. That's like a character beat. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, who was on Fringe eating the steak in uh, Return of the King? Oh, John Noble. Yeah, yeah, just just devouring that like shit. Just squirting in the out worst of his scene mouth. in the movie that nobody wants to admit is the worst scene. Yeah. <laughs> the best scene in that movie being when he lights himself on fire and then runs for like two miles to throw himself <laughs> off a ledge. Yeah. Oh, Christ, this movie well, like, is so bad. Task Force X made more sense on fucking Arrow, which is like a B-level CW show. And yet there it's like they have them all at a special facility where they can deploy them in a moment's notice. Like everything about the like creation of the Suicide Squad here feels so half-assed. And like at any point, they could have been murdered easily. Like they're like, hey, let's uh, our our recruitment tactic for Deadshot is to Bring him to like all of the guns mm-hmm. with no no safety or anything, and like a bunch of people there who we could kill, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, and you know, we'll cross our fingers, hope he doesn't kill someone. Because like, I mean, what's your, you know, nine times out of ten, he's just going to shoot somebody else, and then you'll have to kill him. Like, what do you think you're going to accomplish there? I mean. One, the only thing protecting you from the dangerous, like, psychopath that you've armed is an app. That's well, a bad place to be. Especially when, like, they pretty much already did that in, in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, like, showed that there's, like, fallibility to such a plan. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like, couldn't they have just taken Deadshot to a shooting range with, with no one there, kind of lock him in there, and just be like, let's see what you can do? Mm-hmm. No, they have to, like, have a bunch of people standing around for some reason. There's a lot of things they could have done better about this movie. This movie did not need to exist, though. This movie should have been like, like the eighth movie on their slate. Well, it's, it's because not the, not the third. It's just a sign of how impatient they are and how little they care about what they're doing. Like they saw the Avengers make a shitload of money, and so DC was like, "We want Avengers money. Do we want to like have the patience to actually, you know, establish some characters and build no. up to something big? No, we just want it right now." And then, oh hey. We want that Guardians money, so we're gonna do Suicide Squad, even though we've never established any of these characters before. Well, and, and like if you'd had three Batman movies already, and like Flash movies and other stuff, where you've you've kind of stacked up this Rogues Gallery that you could pull from to like put them in their own movie, that would be yeah. interesting. You'd actually know who the characters are. Well, this is a really fucking bad introduction to like like A level <laughs> Batman villains because this really makes the future Ben Affleck directed Batman movie look even worse. Oh yeah, because this is the worst worst Joker ever captured. I mean, there are fan films out there made by five-year-olds that probably have better Jokers than the Joker in this movie. Yeah, I mean, they should have... If you're going to go this bonkers, dumbass route for Joker... What was he even doing there? There's like a little bit of Jim Carrey in that performance and a little bit of I don't even know what... Well, like they, they should have just cast fucking James Franco in this role, mm-hmm. and it would have been vastly more interesting. His his 
Oh my God. His fucking uh, style guide, I'm reading on Wikipedia here, included the look of Mexican cartel bosses in the work of Alejandro Jodorowsky. He read literature on shamanism and listened to gospel music from the 20s to get into this character. I fucking hate you right now, Jared Leto. I hate you more than I hate cancer. It can't be stated strongly enough how bad his performance is. It is nails on a chalkboard, like just Toby facepalm. Like, oh my God, what is this? This is embarrassing. At its very best, it's trying so hard to be shocked. And you remember that Onion article about uh, uh, Marilyn Manson going door to door trying to shock people <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, suburbs? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what this movie is. Like when when poor fucking Common, who I'm not really crazy about anyways, but Common, who's got all kinds of manner of like head and face tattoos, is like thrust into a potential threesome with the Joker and Harley Quinn. And he's like, uh, this is a little bit weird. Like, what the fuck is this movie? It's so dumb. Oh, God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, ever in my life. This is the, the least scary the whole, Joker The whole ever. point of this movie, as delivered to us by Bruce Wayne at the end, was that this movie was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of meta joke is this? Bruce Wayne's just like, hey, this movie's a pretty fucking bad idea. Just let me handle it. Like... Was there going to be like another scene after the credits again where it's like just the Joker by like a fireplace and like a smoking jacket drinking some brandy and laughing at us for having paid for this piece of shit? Mm-hmm. Why was Hoyt in this movie? Ooh, as and a, why did he have a mustache? Like a beard, I thought. He had, he had some sort of uh, like facial hair situation going on. Well, it's yeah. like, hey, asshole, whose character I see is, is listed as Johnny Frost. Hey, asshole, why the fuck would you work for the Joker? That guy's straight up nuts. Why Johnny Frost? Seriously? Yeah. Is that like a character? Or do they just make that up? Like, did it seem like they recruited all their actors from like Louisiana for some it, reason? It is a character. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the name like Johnny Frost. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a clever name. No. <laughs> oh, it did it seem like they uh they added all of Killer Croc's like really lame one liners in post because like his mouth never moves? You mean all two of them? Yeah. It's two lines. Mr. Echo, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Cash that paycheck. I hope they paid you a fortune to be buried under shitty looking makeup and, and wear uh, like like gold sequined hoodies. Well, you know, silver lining there. Nobody knows it was him. So Yeah, yeah, he might come off the best. Scott Eastwood's character, by the way, is named GQ Edwards. GQ Edwards. So that guy like died, right? I like don't he, think the movie even remembers. I don't think the movie they, like, remembers. They swim the bomb. Oh, yeah. He had to be dead. So, I like, you can't fucking, like, put that on a remote or, a, like, a longer timer. I don't know. Well, isn't that what Oh, no, it was so weird because, time? like, that guy essentially sacrificed himself. But there's there's nothing, no moment in the movie where it even really lets you know that unless you're kind of paying attention to what's happening. Oh, it's unless, not just like, wow, that was kind of selfless. No, just keep moving on. Unless you're actually in the frame, the movie has forgotten that your character exists. Mm-hmm. And just the action scenes in this movie were atrocious. Like oh, apparently, the, uh, the choreography is hideous. Yeah, yeah, apparently Zack Snyder filmed the Flash scene. Mm. God, that li- that Flash off—it looks like it's like plastic on type of top of spandex. I just, I don't understand why they're trying so hard and they're so bad. Like, there's a Flash TV show that gets it right. Just watch that. But yeah, the action scenes, like all the the fight choreography, there's so much like quick cutting and everything's so dark and you can't really see anything. Mm. Like, like you know how sometimes you watch Game of Thrones and it seems too dark? 
Mm-hmm. This would be like if you took that and then lowered the brightness level like all the way on your TV. That's what this movie looks like. Mm-hmm. You can barely see what's happening at any point. Mm. Their whole plot could have been solved with like a cruise missile, right? Yeah. Like they they defeat this like these weird villains who like you can shoot a billion times and it doesn't affect them at all. Who they have no visual panache whatsoever. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and and why why do these unearthly, other dimensionally controlled minions? Why do they still have to use guns and knives? Well, the the enchantress can like teleport yeah. anywhere in the world instantaneously, yeah. and yet they kill her with a bomb. Yeah. Also, like you couldn't can, just like lob the cruise missile in there. She can also put like your wildest fantasies in your brain, like. Like being married and having a kid. That's Harley Quinn's fantasy. Which is yeah. so just wah, fuck you. Wah, wah. <laughs> fuck you, movie. Well, it doesn't that doesn't make sense for her character at all. No. I mean, as, as we established in the movie, Harley Quinn's crazy. Mm. And hot. Mm-hmm. Like it, it should have at least been like a weird, like Joker Harley Quinn style domestic bliss, you know? Mm-hmm. Like for them to just be like dressed totally normal and it like like been, in the suburbs or something, like she's yeah. a soccer mom. It's like what? It should have been like a normal Norman Rockwell thing, but like they had a guy like uh, like tied up with a gag in his mouth. At it the should other have been weird. Table. Yeah, yeah, it should have been real fucking weird because that's the whole movie. It's just all about like how weird they are. Mm-hmm. A bomb, at like this villain that just like it's its arms like shoot out and just like disintegrate everything it touches or something. And they fired a million bullets at it and it had no effect at all. This, this big fire guy couldn't do anything to stop the villain, but, but a bomb. Yeah. then it's just dead, I guess. Yeah. Mm. How come a sword can cut the enchantress, but like a bullet doesn't do anything to enchantress. Yeah. Well, cause the sword captures the souls of people. It cuts. Does but that have anything to do with be like being a better instrument to cut something than a bullet? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What was the whole bit with uh, Deadshot like pretending like he's going to shoot Harley Quinn, then he just doesn't, or he misses? Like, I, I can it just plays so flat. You're yeah, just like, she's, okay, she's getting away. Yeah, it's it was so lame. There's no like emotional cohesion between this team. They're not a military unit who earned something together. But, the, but at the end, they're just like, this is my family. It's like, whoa, that was unearned. I've oh, lost yeah, one wanted, family. I'm not losing another. It's like, I bullshit. wanted Diablo to like, then have to defend that line to the suicide squad themselves and be mm-hmm. like, what's up? I'm just really lonely essays. Yeah. Oh. A baseball. Oh, and twice. Rick flag is dragged away by a mob. Mm-hmm. Twice and the finest special off. forces soldier ever created. Well, like, shouldn't they have like maybe like I could guess I could see taking Deadshot with you. He's pretty good with guns. Yeah, but like, what are the rest of these guys bringing to the table? Nothing. No, Captain uh-huh. Boomerang. He he mostly just stabs people with his boomerang. He doesn't even throw it. Well, he throws that weird camera boomerang. He has like a drone boomerang that somehow gets like a stable shot, even though it's a boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Not really sure how that works. They don't show Here, it. Here's my meta statement of Captain Boomerang. A lot of the boomerangs he throws don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like he throws that drone boomerang to get, I don't know, like maybe a hundred yards ahead of them, like shot wise. 
Mm-hmm. And then it just fails. And it's like, oh, that was the only thing he contributed to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he also like his his like look, they they all get like crates of like their their personal effects to like armor up with. Mm-hmm. And so his look is just like a dirty coat yeah. and, and like a little like unicorn stuffed animal that I think is supposed to be like ironically funny, but they never do anything with. Well, we never get whatever his temptation wildest fantasy thing at the end no there's never even like a punchline there stuffed unicorn yeah um i'm just looking at again at the list of things that jared leto in character sent his fellow actors including used condoms (laughs) anal beads a live rat and a dead pig tickets to suicide squad just picture jared leto goes and buys a pig and then kills it (laughs) and then sends it to like will smith if he really wants to shine you on, he sends you two tickets to Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Um, the Rick Flag June Moon romance so completely pointless and painful. Like it's just, it's like this guy is like the baddest ass special forces guy ever. But ooh, look at him turn into a puppy dog because his girlfriend is having he issues. Also, when it's a handgun, he holds his gun really funny. <laughs> like well, he's cradling it. Like it's like it's his lover. Did like, you notice that when he? Uh, when he had his like his you know the enchantress like vision mm-hmm. of like his happy life, it was all like overdubbed like like uh, Kara whatever her name is isn't moving her mouth at all, and it's like shot with like maximum lens flare, so you can't see. Oh anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's an alien from a J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Yeah, but yeah, her mouth isn't actually moving while those lines are being delivered. It was like it's so clear that they just like threw a bunch of shit together to be like, oh, we need we need some sort of fantasy sequence. We'll we'll take some B roll that we have. Mm-hmm. And voiceover. Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness is so much more serious than all the characters in this movie, including Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, speaking of romance, Harley Quinn, more chemistry with basically everybody else on screen than she has with Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. Like you if you didn't know anything about like the the history of Joker and Harley Quinn or anything like that, you might think the movie's setting up like a Harley deadshot romance. Yeah. Because they have like way more screen time together, they seem to like kind of be uh, developing a friendship, like a rapport with each other. But for some reason, we were really asked to buy like this stupid Joker Harley romance, which they basically like voiceover explain to us, like, "Oh yeah, he he made her fall in love with him." We don't see why exactly. It's just like, "Oh, he's a Joker. He did it somehow." It primarily features electroshock. Even before that, though. Yeah. Like, it's just like, here's a shot of them talking when she's still a, a psychologist. And then we just voice over and say, she fell in love with him. It's like, it, oh. Because yeah, nothing on screen is conveying yeah. this visually. If only there was like a movie we could have watched prior to this movie where we saw that happen, like a Hannibal Lecter situation throughout the movie with like a better actor as a Joker. Like, that would have been interesting, maybe, but no. Mm-hmm. This looks like when you watch a TV show and it's like right before they, they play the finale of the season, mm-hmm. they'll do that special catching you up on the 22 episodes you you you, you just watched. It's the pre-season like, that lasts for like 40 fucking minutes. But, you know, also if it's edited together by drunk monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a guy who sends a dead pig and use condoms to people. I like how like half-heartedly, for no particular reason, sometimes you would get those like kind of pastel color transitions that they've used a lot in the marketing, like the pastel colors and whatnot. But like not all the time. It was like clear that they 
you know, somebody on the editing team was like, oh, let me stylize this up a little when I have a chance. Mm-hmm. God, I hate this movie. I, I fucking Like, why, why were Katana and Captain Boomerang even in this movie? Right. Like, Katana, she just, like, walks up, like, 40 minutes in. And they're like, oh, yeah, that uh, her sword captures the souls of dead people. Oh, she almost missed the helicopter. Yeah. Like. And, like, quick flashback to her. Like fighting some like Yakuza guys in an alley or something. Like, why didn't she get an intro like everyone else? It's terrible editing. Well, like, I think to myself, if she had missed this helicopter, the movie would have gone on and it would have made no difference. That's a real shame. They needed her sword or something. But that's a real shame to any character. If they didn't make the helicopter. Well, like at one point, they're all going to go get drinks and then like she goes inside too. It says nothing. It says nothing. You know, you're just like, uh, so, because she's on, like, she's on Rick Flagg's side. She's, like, not being forced to be there. Right. She doesn't have a bomb in her neck. Well, we know nothing about her other than it, yeah. that super flashback with the Yakuza in an alleyway. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sorry, I was late or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Karen Fukuhara. She's like, I don't know how long they filmed that scene, but she's just sitting there. Real mm-hmm. quick, back to, back to Deadshot and Harley Quinn. The whole time, the two of them were doing their thespian thing on screen. I kept thinking, you know that movie Focus? Wasn't that bad? Not that bad. I'd rather go watch that again. It had some flaws, but yeah, definitely would rather watch them in that than this. They had, they had chemistry in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> and then there's the soundtrack. What an onslaught. What an oppressive there's onslaught an, of music. Not one, but two Creedence songs. Just to let yeah. you know they're in the bayou. With like, within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, they, uh, they just straight up bit the uh, Spirit in the Sky song from the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Like, that's in this movie. They use the same song from that that's well-known as being like the Guardians of the Galaxy song. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll use that too. No one will notice. This is just like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good thing, right? They even they even bit from PLL. They use that Etta James song that was just in the last episode. You don't own me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, I'd rather be blind. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me envy Jenna. When, when her and Sarah are forced to go to see this movie together, and Sarah's just like, this is really bad. I'm so sorry I brought you to this. And Jenna's like, I can't see anything. <laughs> uh, there's a really insulting uh, uh, shout-out to the uh, creator of The Suicide Squad, John Ostrander. He oh, gets like there? a bad CGI thing. Like his, The building is named after him. Oh, but like yeah. it looked, the special like it looks like it was put in in post. Like it doesn't look like it's really on the building remotely. Well, there were like various like rumors and leaks before this movie came out. Like I remember some some guy who claimed to work for an effects house that like posted on some message board saying like this movie's gonna be shit. They shot it quick and dirty, and like most of the money they threw at this movie was to the marketing department. You know, it's it's such soulless, cynical bullshit they're like here is a like there's no way anybody warners who watch this movie is just like oh this is a decent movie like no this is a complete and utter piece of shit but if we carpet bomb all manner of media with ads for this we can get a big first weekend number i mean it's gonna fall off a cliff next week it's terrible i really think that the uh the main uh uh riff through the soundtrack for the through the actual there is Hidden oh, the actual, actual score. score is stolen from the theme to uh on her majesty secret service um, you can hear that. It reminded theme. me of like video game music. You can hear a little bit of that riff. They they redress it up and redo it in the Spectre trailer. Um, 
it's great in James Bond movies. Well, it, did, it didn't make any sense for Suicide Squad. I remember thinking it felt tonally off the whole time. Yeah. Like I wasn't even sure what they're trying to convey. Which is funny because they seem to care about the music. Because when you watch the Wonder Woman trailer, which I'm going to get to Wonder Woman in a second. When you watch the Wonder Woman trailer, which is not a terrible trailer, I guess. Like at the very end, they bring that horrible riff that they had for her oh, at the yeah. end of Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> terrible Batman Like they really want to break into your brain that that's her fucking song. Which, okay, so then Wonder Woman. Much like the Marvel movies, and I feel like they don't do justice by giving like Black Widow a movie and the longer you don't give her or another character a, a movie, like the mm-hmm. you know, longer you have to wait for Captain Marvel, that's a lot of extra pressure to be put on Brie Larson. And it's a lot of pressure on Wonder Woman, who's a character who for like 75 years hasn't had a real movie or anything like that. Well, and after now, three just complete turns. Yeah, now she too. has to answer for the sins of this <laughs> bullshit, this day glow bullshit. You know, one thing that kind of worries me about that movie, I forgot to mention uh, in the last podcast we did, um, the World War One setting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're planning to do with that, but like World War One was not a stage for like martial prowess. It was a fucking meat grinder. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know how they're going to show that war without it just being kind of insulting. You know, it's like, don't worry, guys, like Chris Pine was a better soldier. That's why he survived. He also has a secretary. Yeah. Like that war was just like dudes running into machine guns and like getting gas. I mean, it was an oh, yeah, ugly war. This wasn't yeah. like, oh, he's got the good moves, so that's why he survived. That's not the kind of war it was. Yeah, that's because they, they realized that the rules of war had changed mm-hmm. and it was about war. Yeah. So I, I don't know how they're going to work Wonder Woman being like a badass fighter into all that. It just seems kind of like tonally dissonant. Yeah. Anyway, poor, poor Wonder Woman has the weight of all these shitty movies on her shoulders now. And that's like a, that's a harder villain to fight. It definitely doesn't seem like it takes place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, really even this movie didn't seem like it took place in the same universe as uh, like Batman v Superman. No, even though Batman is in it, <laughs> he gets to punch Harley in the face too. Yeah. Mm. God damn. And it's played for a laugh. And then and then give her a weird uh, kiss to like bring her. Oh, back it's like to it life. was supposed to be mouth to mouth, and then she starts kissing him. But like the director's so poor at his job that he doesn't even know how to like play that. It's like a funny thing. It just like you're not really sure. Are they just making out? Like what? I don't know. You know, <laughs> like what's going on here? Yeah. So if you could make one change to this movie. Uh, I would get myself a time turner, go back in time and make this not happen. Make At least make myself not have to see it. But I, I feel like it's so damaging to the culture. I love movies and this movie can make me hate movies. It can make me hate. I'm trying to decide who who should be the one to deliver the message to Warner Brothers. to so like land on top of like the Warner execs car and pull off the roof and just be like the DCEU is dead. Bury it. Consider it mercy. Yeah. Seriously, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what's the the Angela Carter line. It's like the movies is a place where we go sit in the dark and and stare at the wall and like dream the same dream together. And it's like that that's been turned into a vile nightmare by what Zack Snyder and David Ayers are doing. Ugh. A really shitty nightmare. Yeah, I had a weird dream earlier today. I won't bore you with that though. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
let's do uh oh no so yeah i told you a little in text i went to the bank earlier today mm-hmm. i'll bore you with this and the dude at the window next to me was aggressively trying to talk the female teller into seeing suicide squad not with him he just like you need to go see this movie it's one of the most the most important movies out there no he said important movie and then he said something like anyone who who like who's afraid to see this movie because of the negative criticism is just being a pussy. Oh, well, <laughs> you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. I feel like, like she's mashing that button under the counter. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like I'm being robbed. Yeah. <laughs> Come shoot beanbags at this guy and drag him out of here and beat him to death. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> so we were doing t- uh, power rankings. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, number in, in negative infinity, I think obviously is the Joker. Right? Yeah, yeah. For all time. For all time. Yeah, I think if you were to do a power rankings of all the different movies we've done and will ever do on this podcast, and were to somehow like rank them from one to you know like ten thousand or whatever, mm-hmm. he would be at the very, 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 very bottom. Like, this character, the Joker, is so bad. Whatever that. Uh- that trailer for that movie we saw right before the movie with, with Franco and Brian Cranston, that looks oh, like God. nonsense. That looks like just goofy, stupid nonsense. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, man, I really wish James Franco was the Joker instead. That might, that I might at least look at that and think like, that's an interesting choice. I think, um, Kevin, Kevin David Spacey, Franco. Kevin Spacey as the cat in that nine lies movie. Yeah. I think that cat would make a better Joker than the Joker we got in this movie. Um, I could go take a shit on the street and that might be a better joker than this. Oh, I'm sorry. We could take that shit and we could tattoo damaged on it. Oh, the fucking tattoos. It's just so dumb. Like he it's like the lamest incarnation of the joker you could ever possibly conceive. Well, the, the stupid thing he does at one point, first he does a common where he's got the big joker grin, which he can't do in real life. Like, Oh yeah. On his hand. Puts it on his face. And then like later he like covers her face when she's going to say something and puts like, he covers her ability to speak and puts that stupid fucking joker Mm -hmm. smile. Oh God. I hate this movie. What was the whole point of the scene where he's like lying down surrounded by knives for no goddamn reason at all laughing? Like, it was they're just like, we want this imagery. We want we want a scene of the Joker laughing on the ground surrounded by knives and weapons. There's no reason for it to be in the movie, but we like that visual to put in the trailer, so put it in the movie. Which is so dumb because all of that shit was intricate as fuck. So the Joker, this wild and crazy mm-hmm. guy, he's like, Hey, Johnny Frost, Holt from True Blood, give me about two hours. What? I want to set up this dumb performance art piece before you come back up. But it, it wasn't even like in service of anything. You no, know? like it didn't like this movie's in service of anything. It wasn't like it, like it was a secret like death machine to like kill somebody or something. That was just like just like for the presentation. You know? It was yeah, just to show his dumb like existential malaise. Like oh oh, this movie, and he he treats his quote unquote love for Harley like it's like almost like vampirism or something I don't know yeah whatever he's doing in this movie it, it needs to stop oh you know so like I mean what do they do do they do they just be like that wasn't the real Joker like the real Joker shows up in the next Batman movie and kills that guy for pretending or something oh I, I swear to god they absolutely need to do that they absolutely need to bring in like mm-hmm. the real Joker who presumably would be closer to Ben Affleck's age I don't know but yeah. like they need to bring in the real Joker and just be like oh that 
want to be a rich kid who tried to pretend to be me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, yeah, it turns out Harley Quinn, that that was all just like a hallucination she had that the fake Joker like put in her brain. Here's her with the real Joker, you know, because yeah. like, you know, we'll get to it. That Harley's, she's okay, I guess. Um, yeah, who's your number nine? Do you even have a number nine? I have nothing from 10 through 7. Well, I put Slipknot at nine just because, sure, you know, I don't know. It annoys me they couldn't even set up the joke of that guy's death correctly. Like it, it shouldn't be that hard to do. Him punching the woman in the face, reminding, remembering that, reminded me again of in uh, 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 Diablo's like flashback to Happy Times in his oh, home. Oh yeah, <laughs> was when he gets to smack his wife on the ass because she made dinner, and uh-huh. then later on when uh, uh, Deadshot's like trying to pep talk Rick Flag and to go in and like seduce the Enchantress, he's just like, "She's your woman. You need to go smack her on the ass. Take care of that." So apparently David Ayer is like, that's how he shows affection primarily. Yeah. Punching him in the face and smacking him on the ass afterwards. I mean, you could tell even from the trailer that Slipknot was going to die immediately. And yet when it actually happened, it was so underwhelming. It was like, that's the best you could do with that. You couldn't even, you couldn't even get that right. Uh, Terrible filmmaking. Uh, So number eight, I have Katana just because she was a character that was in the movie. Okay. Uh, and number seven, I have Killer Croc, whose only contribution to this movie is that. So get this: he 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 can swim, and you know, like he can hold his breath, or I don't know, like he breathes underwater. So it's like, oh, he'll be important because they need to like move this bomb through a sewer and like put it underneath the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's not the one who does it. He's no. like trailing behind, and then like gets attacked by some like zombie, you know, like ship monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's not even the one who plants the bomb. Like he. If he wasn't there, nothing would have changed. That's how fucking stupid this movie is. That's a lot of this movie. If mm-hmm. the character wasn't there, nothing would have changed. Wouldn't the villains, the alien, the shit aliens from Stephen King's Dreamcatcher have been better, like, cannon fodder bad guys? The ones that come out of your asshole? Yes. God, we need to do that movie for headcanon. You, you remember that movie, right? Oh, I remember that movie vividly. It's, yeah. a, it's a gorgeous masterpiece compared to this pile of shit but how would that fit into the rules of <laughs> it doesn't at all really just go watch the movie Dreamcatcher and just like know that that's Lauren it's Lawrence Kasdan right yeah it's Lawrence yeah. Kasdan Lawrence Kasdan and like a big like over 100 million dollar budget and a big cast mm-hmm. um it's about I, aliens that uh they come out of your asshole let me throw this at you for the real joker Timothy Oliphant Ooh, I like it yeah, right? I mean, he's got kind of a Nicholson thing. I mean, I, here's the thing, though. Like, if you if you put me in charge of the DCEU, I would probably tell him to just hold off on the Joker for a while. That's just me, personally. Like, just because Heath Ledger was, like, less than 10 years ago. Um, For the DCEU, if I were to take over, I would say don't make a movie for three years. Don't don't put anything out in the press. Let everyone forget. Let Let the dirt cover this bullshit <laughs> that you've done. Start fresh. And also, I want you to find everyone who's associated with this previous, you know, uh, regime. And I want you to slit their throat in the night. Is it possible that the plan was like, we're never going to match Heath Ledger's Joker. That's like an iconic, like, you know, that that guy, top five villains all time. I feel like you're going to find him on any list there. So let's just make the worst Joker possible. So that like, after this Joker's done, then we're like. Then we're on even playing ground and, you know, like 
people give like the next next Joker a chance. Here's my problem with that. That was the same reason they used for every character. <laughs> We're never going to match Christopher Reeves. So let's make the worst Superman of all time. Yeah. Well, maybe, gonna, maybe this is actually their whole strategy. We're never going to match even the Val Kilmer or uh, George Clooney Batman. So let's make the worst Batman of all time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, Wonder Woman, she'll be okay. But unfortunately, she's being buried alive of all the rest of them. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, God. What number are we on? Uh, six. Um, uh, I have Katana because she's a character okay. in this movie. Yeah. Wow. So who you didn't rank some guys then, right? No, because Jai Courtney, I don't, I want to say his name as little as possible, that weird mm. fucker. All right. Uh, I had Amanda Waller just because I, I know, like, I saw some people, like, they like they liked the Viola Davis in this role. Like, I, I like the actor, but I feel like this role is just a disaster. Like, there is just, uh, they, they gave her some meat to chew literally, but not figuratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't understand her character. She just seems like somebody who's terrible at their job and should definitely be fired. And yet, I don't think the movie wants us to think that. No. Like, I don't understand the purpose of Amanda Waller here. There there was no, like, like, here, see, she's, you know, she has extreme methods, but these are the results she gets. But she doesn't get results. (laughs) Like, there's there's not, like, the Jack Bauer side of it where it's like, ah, yes, I see why... uh, you know, she might be a son of a bitch, but at least she's on your side. So the problem is that this movie should not have followed this closely after anything else in this universe. You have Amanda Waller as this character who's like, she's she's the the, the hero we need right now. She'll do the shitty things that need to be mm-hmm. done to save all of us or whatever. And then you're supposed to bring along Superman as the guy who's just like, no, look up to me. I will show you a better way and I will raise you up like gods too. But no, instead, there's Superman's a fucking stone cold psychopath too. I, what, what was even her actual job? It wasn't clear to me. Something just, like, I mean, she's, she works for Argus, I know, from Arrow, but... Um, just the, general black ops Pentagon spook. Like, yeah. Or something. K- kills her own agents. Kills uh, her own agents. Which that might be one of my favorite scenes. Also, just the uh, when she's going to meet the one guy in the restaurant that they completely clear out for their black ops meeting, the guys in the suits who also have all the tack gear yeah, on, wh- which what look the fuck ridiculous. Was that? <laughs> looks ridiculous. Subtle, guys. <laughs> well, and it, it made no sense because she's just having like a steak dinner inside. Like, yeah, I don't know. You can't. Why? What do you need all the the tack guys outside for? Right. I right. guess because she brought like her uh, her briefcase with Enchantress's heart in it. Like maybe I don't know. Oh my god, Batman has to like wheel and deal and do all this kind of shit to get a fucking flimsy file folder from her in the end. Like I'm like, sorry, like Batman. he couldn't have heard about the Flash already. Yeah, like you didn't get an all important email <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And, and, like, and I, you know, Central City, like, I'm sure that their newspapers are running headlines about, you know, the red streak or whatever. And, you know, he's this mysterious person. Like, well, he, he's already been. You're caught. fucking Batman. I think you could have tracked down the Flash on your own. He's already been caught by the Flash. The Flash is obviously already operating in his ridiculous, goofy outfit in his bad Grant Gustin impression. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah I, you know, that's probably just a continuity error. What if. What if the folder that Batman gets when he walks out, he opens it up, and it's just the fucking title card shit for each character that we saw <laughs> at the beginning of the movie? He bursts back in. It's like, what the fuck is this? I already had this. God damn it. Lex Luthor had videos at least. 
Uh, well, and one of those files was the Enchantress. I mean, come on. Yeah. She's like, oh, she's I'll throw this one in there. He's like, who's Dr. Julia Gulia? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at? What's your number five? Uh, Joel Kim is Rick Flagg because eventually everything he said was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I had him as five as well. Um, I, I don't know what the purpose of this character really was. He didn't seem like all-American special forces guy, that's no. for sure. No. I am honestly surprised at one point when he was walking up the stairs, he didn't trip and fall and shoot himself in the face. It like seemed like he was yeah, it seemed like he was 95% supposed to be like serious man. Yeah. But like maybe they did a few reshoots where they had him like try to say something funny mm-hmm. or like bro down. Like there's this whole weird subplot of him like broing down with Deadshot for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. Like it's he like they really to had to him. like they really had to connect as like two men. Yeah. And I don't know what the point of it was. Like, why those two characters specifically are you trying so hard to, to like make some sort of emotional connection between? It's like he's trying to emote like while having sat on attack. <laughs> he's also like, oh, by the way, I've been carrying around letters from your daughter to you. Why are you carrying that? This in the entire combat? movie, I just I had it in my uh, my pocket this whole time, just in case I needed to give you an emotional moment later. Uh. Hmm. You know, there's sense. there's people out there who enjoy this movie, and I swear to God, you need to get those people checked out. Yeah. Uh, who's your number four? Uh, this this really hurts me to say. <laughs> Batman. Oh, I didn't even put Batman in my rankings. Yeah, I'm sad to say that the the representation of Batman here, as terrible as it was, and as minuscule as it was, was still better for me to watch than half the characters. Then, then the fucking Ike Barinholtz or you know all this. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I added Enchantress. I was almost tempted to put Enchantress number one just because she's so bad. Yeah, she's really high like up. as uh, as villains go. You know, I mean, Joker. I, I don't really count him as like the main villain of the movie, but like as like your main villain of the movie, this mm-hmm. might be the worst villain of all time. Um, when she starts hamming it up and like doing her walk like an Egyptian dance with like the weird headdress <laughs> and, and like. She's like overselling every line with like this weird voice changer. It is like cringe inducing bad. It is like, it's just like, oh no, oh no. You have to assume oh, that, dear. that she put on that costume, went to the set. She was just like, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a meta statement too about the Joker's character who's desperately just trying to invade the main plot. Like he's just trying to get your attention the whole time. <laughs> he's trying to break his way into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Um, oh, also the way she calls the evil sorceress to, to take control is she has to whisper enchantress. <laughs> and I'll like, I put my uh, best man together with June moon or whatever her name is knowing they'd fall in love. It's like that way he'd do whatever I wanted him to do. And it's like, he was already your soldier. He was already going to do what you wanted him to do. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I, I just, I was waiting for some kind of clever line. Like, how did you know that he would fall in love with her because she's a girl? <laughs> He's an uptight, super horny dude. With a lot of frustration. I put him in a hole and I threw away the hole. Oh, that's a bad line. Yeah. Uh, number three? Uh, I actually have Amanda Waller there. Not okay. not because of the character by any means, but because I, I do like Viola Davis. And I just I was hoping they could airlift this poor actress out of this movie as fast as possible. <laughs> Well, I put Captain Boomerang number three just because he's so goddamn useless. It became amusing to me after a while. Like, why are you here? 
Why are you Captain Boomerang? But like you only stab people with your boomerangs. You never even fucking throw them. There's a a lot of coverage to. Why uh, is your whole costume just an ugly coat? I just, yeah, and mutton chops. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of coverage to that one, like one of the fights on the street where he's just like sneaking off to drink a beer. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> and like, like his uh, he just has these boomerangs that he like pokes people with. Yeah. He doesn't. I I don't understand. He's like a thief. Like it's not like there was a scene where like he's a oh. Bank he, robber. A bank robber, like they they didn't need to like crack a a safe in this, like they they didn't have to like break uh, through like a secure lock or or anything. Like, why is he here? Well, does <laughs> like what the, what does he bring to the table that a tier one you know special forces guy is not going to? See, I remember as a kid reading the occasional Flash comic with like Mirror Master and Captain Boomerang and Captain mm-hmm. Boomerang's ridiculous outfit that he had in the comics, which I wish they would do on screen somewhere at some point because it involves like a scarf and a beret and it's amazing. But I don't remember him being exclusively a bank robber in the comics because the idea of a man throwing a boomerang repeatedly at a vault door is hilarious to me. Also, just his his accent, that like pure Which comes and goes, that pure Australian that comes and goes. Yeah, it's not even like like Jordan from PLL authentic Bogan <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, no, it's like uh, Crocodile Dundee. Basically. Yeah, I mean, he should have ripped off the Crocodile Dundee's line. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's not a shitty plot. That's a shitty plot. I'm Does- surprised they haven't remade Crocodile Dundee with like Channing Tatum. Uh, uh, that's horrible. Don't say that. Um, who's your number two? Uh, Will Smith is Deadshot. Yeah, me too. By the way, that Gambit movie, mm-hmm. like, just why? Don't make it. Just don't make it. I like that they keep pushing it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? What is the latest thing? Because we have to find the right tone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Deadshot uh, is my number two. That's like when a candidate's like, "I'm going to take some time off from the campaign to focus on my family." <laughs> Got to find the right tone. Yeah, got to take a year off to write the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Deadshot is pretty much just all Will Smith mm-hmm. doing Will Smith things. You know, trying is just like I almost felt bad for him. Like, who you should be in a better franchise than this? It's like you could you could definitely see how he probably would have wanted to hold off off from like doing comic book stuff earlier in his career because yeah. he likes doing his own thing and now he's finally like alright alright I'll do one of these comic book movies and this is what he ended up in fucking dead shot yeah I mean I'm sure his agent was like Will I 100% agree with you that you need to get the fuck away from the Scientology rumors and you need to get into these comic book movies but I don't think this <laughs> is the one I mean this is a, an actor with like the natural charisma to be like Iron Man or something you yeah. know like how did you get stuck with this lame ass dead shot role Oh, poor Will Smith. But yeah, him and I think obviously number one's Harley Quinn for both of us. Yeah. Him and Margot Robbie, they're just like these like actual, you know, high wattage movie stars stuck in this terrible fucking movie. And I feel like Harley's actual character is totally wildly inconsistent throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But Margot Robbie's uh, has the kind of charisma where you just let it go. The character, I mean, I, I I grew up loving the Paul Denny like animated series when she was created. I mean, she's a fascinating character considering that she was created for the animated series and then yanked into the actual comic book universe, which mm-hmm. is a weird, rare thing. Um, the character was so fun and exciting that you you 
always forget that even I think Paul Denny would say she is clearly this male fantasy character. Well, they eventually wrote that plot line with her and Poison Ivy, basically like, you know, abandon your abusive boyfriend. Right, um, right. And become Gotham Girls or Gotham Sirens. Yeah, I mean, it started. It actually started in the anime series, and then they, they made that a regular thing in the comics, too. And, like, the movie just feels so regressive. Like, she changes clothes in front of all of these soldiers who just, And like, everybody stops watch. to watch, yeah. And they just constantly, some man has to remind her that she's hot on the outside and ugly on the inside and crazy. Oh, God, it's so horrible. And well, she probably should have the highest intellect of all the other Suicide Squad combined. Well, the, I mean, um, the yeah, she's a psychiatrist. Strength, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, they don't even trust her backstory to be that the Joker's you know, own craziness infected her. They also have to have her get tortured and like electroshock by him. Which I do not believe is remotely, remotely like her original origin. Not the original, she's not, no. She's not dumped in acid. It wasn't, it wasn't like uh, she st- stared into the abyss too long and like he, you know, awoke a, a craziness inside her she didn't know she had. It's like, no, there's like weird acid vats and like, you know, like electrodes to your brain. Making you go, uh, it's like. Well, and, it's, and it's so disgusting because I, I wonder, I wonder if the electroshock thing was like put in later just because, I mean, I know it's in the, one of the original trailers, but like, because I feel like somebody looked at this and was like, I just don't buy that this fucking asshole <laughs> would win her over. Like, like staring into that abyss is not going to like make you like it. You well, know? that's a really hard, uh, like character transition to communicate with a couple of quick flashbacks that you, yeah. you know, like literally like 30 seconds of flashbacks. Like you actually need a movie to show that sort of like descent into madness. And of course they're not going to do that. They're too impatient. Yeah. Um, did you happen to see that uh, there's like a scene online, like somebody like, I don't know, like somehow like snuck into where they're filming and like filmed on their iPhone like a scene between Harley and the Joker. Have you seen that one? Oh, oh how bad is that? It's uh, all you see is like, it's, it's when she's still Harleen, like she's mm-hmm. not full Harley Quinn yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they get out of a car and she's like arguing with him. And then he like knocks her the fuck out. Cause he's, you know, just beating his girl there. Right, and then he, he stands over her and it really looks like, I mean, you can't really see cause it's far away, but it looks like it's supposed to be that he's pissing on her. What the fuck? No, I'm not making that up. It's it's there online if you want to find it. Like it's it's like oh here's a scene where Joker beats Harley and then pisses on her. And uh, I guess they cut that from the final film, which is probably a good thing. But just the fact that they filmed that I is am a bad sign in its own. Goddamn astounded that there was somebody responsible enough to be like, hey, this might be a bad idea, guys. Well, it's, it sounds like they cut out a lot of like the really heinous like Joker abuse on Harley. Yeah. But then you're left with this weird movie where it seems conflicted with how it wants to portray her. Like, is do they want her? Like, it's like she's just in love with the Joker, and then he abandons her, and but then she wants him back at the end. Like, she has no character arc at all. Right. You know, like the the arc you could have had for this movie. She realizes the Joker is like a piece of shit who only cares about himself, and like you know she's you know, declaring her independence, but that's not the arc of the movie. She her character goes nowhere. Right. Yeah. She doesn't even get agency in her own going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like he dumps her into the acid. Then she jumps in after him. What the, what's the point of that whole scene? Like out of nowhere, they're like, Hey, let's have a flashback to her. Just like 
just like you know, Joker's just like you. you it's not enough for you to die for me. You have to live for me. You know. <laughs> and so she like you know just like does a swan dive and do like a vat of acid yeah, from like a like hundred feet up for some yeah. reason. And then he just stands around and finally jumps in after her. He's like, I need to baptize you in liquid bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and, you know what? I always liked, and and I know the movie won't go there, but I always liked that the acid not only messed up his brain, but it, you know, turned his skin a different color, turned his Mm -hmm. hair a different color. In this movie, you can see frequently, like, the back of the back of his neck, like, where there's still the bleached hair. Oh, yeah. They haven't fully gotten it green or whatever. At least with, you know, the the Heath Ledger Joker, it was a very interesting idea that they had in his look and his whole aesthetic. Um, Obviously makeup, yeah, and not like the way he always looks, yeah. Anyway, poor Harley. I mean, I, I guess you could try to airlift her into a different movie, but I mean, would you trust any of the assholes at DC no. to make that movie? No. No. Mm. Terrible. Don't go see this movie. Take our word for it. Yeah, just don't. don't I feel give bad them about money. even contributing to the box office of the movie. Well, and then think about it this way. If you give them money, you are giving money to a loathsome presidential candidate. That's <laughs> one way to look at it. Um, you're giving money to a, a movie that punches women in the face and smacks them on the ass and it gets praised by other characters. For- well, you're just you're encouraging Warner Brothers to continue to make terrible movies that they can still make box office for if they market them. You're, and you're telling in, them it's in a, okay. In a dishonest way that makes them look different than they are. Yeah, you're, you're telling them it's okay, we will we will buy bullshit that you obviously spent more on marketing for than actual on-screen product and conceptual ideas. Just because you really like those action figures as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, right. The movie's going to rape your favorite action figures right in front of you, BT-dubs. Ugh. All right. Well, that was Suicide Squad. I have no more rage to expend on the movie. No, I just, I just want it out of my brain. Mm-hmm. To think people had hope for this movie. Who are you, monsters? I mean, you know, one of the reasons I made that uh, pre-little Suicide Squad thing mm-hmm. was because I was watching that trailer and thinking to myself, the editing in this trailer is really good, like, like on a technical level. The movie looks like shit, though. Like, and I was like, I'll bet I could take anything and cut it to that editing style and make it did look we, like an action adventure romp. And I did. Did we talk about the uh, the the thing with the reshoots and the the trailer and how that influenced the final product? Not really, but I mean, I mean, we might as well. I think it's I think it's interesting just in the way a movie could be finally released. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual company. I mean, they it's make like the trailer movie. park, I think. Yeah, is it trailer park? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they make the movie, you know, and the people who make the movies don't cut trailers for movies. Not That's, usually. Sometimes not usually. they do, but yeah. I mean, sometimes like Christopher Nolan would do his own or, mm-hmm. or Fincher or somebody. Um, but so trailer park came and made a trailer out of this movie, which was initially conceived to be a, quite a dark fair. Uh, the problem was people responded well to the trailer and the WB saw that that was not the movie being produced. Yeah, they they made the second trailer, the one with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, so the final cut was delivered by David Ayer and it was not well received by Warner Brothers. So that's what prompted the reshoots. Which well, no, was, it wasn't even that. It was that they, after that trailer came out, they did competing cuts of the movie mm-hmm. and then the, the trailer 
can't, trailer park cut tested better than David Ayer's cut. So then they went and did reshoots to like fill in the trailer park cut. The, to add more humor. Yeah. And then David Ayer's had that comment where he thought it was laughable, the idea that people would think this movie needed more humor. Which is exactly what was happening, yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, if you don't, if you, as a director, if you don't piss people off too much, if you don't fight it too much, you just accept that your movie's being taken away from you and changed, you will get to work again. And your shitty movie might actually be saved. Um, so listen, there's, there could actually be, there could actually be a worse version of this movie. And there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is astounding that something like this could be even fucking worse. Um, <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, fuck. But yeah, like uh, it's, it's kind of like David Ayers learned from the Josh Trank fiasco. Yeah, just keep your mouth shut and be just happy. Keep your fucking mouth. And then, and then, and then, I mean, and like, then back channel leaked to the press that this wasn't really your cut. But then, insist in insist publicly that it is, so you can have it both ways. Yeah. And then Kevin Smith, who professionally uh, takes his money and says what he's supposed to, you know, praise the movie in the press. I don't quite get the Patty Jenkins thing where she said this was a good movie and she enjoyed it's, it. She's just being a good soldier. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, and then what was it? The thing of David Ayers where where critics critics came in prepared to hate this movie. Well, it's like, yeah, we saw the trailer. Of course, well, and, and also they the saw the movie and it's terrible. Yeah. All right. That's it. Don't see this movie. Don't. Don't. Just don't. Go. I'm sure there's other better movies you could be watching. Go see don't. Nine Lives. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all go see Nine Lives. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>